بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين رب شرح لي صدري ويسر لي أمري وحل العقدة من لساني يفقه قولي اللهم علمنا ما ينفعنا وانفعنا بما علمتنا وزدنا علما Last week we spoke about Abu Bakr رضي الله عنه being appointed as the successor of Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم after the death of the Messenger وسلم, the Muslims agreed to appoint Abu Bakr as their leader. And when Abu Bakr was appointed as the leader, from the first matters that he dealt with was sending the army of Usama ibn Zayd to Mu'tah to fight against the Byzantine Romans. And if you remember from the Sirha lessons, we spoke about the Prophet ﷺ preparing the army of Usama. It was one of the last things that the Prophet ﷺ did before he passed away. He prepared this army under the leadership of Usama ibn Zayd to go and fight the Romans at Mu'tah. And the Prophet ﷺ appointed Usama ibn Zayd ibn Haritha to be in charge of this expedition. Even though Usama radiallahu an, he was only about 18 years old. He was only about 18 years old, but the Prophet wasallam had so much trust and confidence in him that he put him as the commander of the army. So this army was prepared by the Prophet wasallam just before he passed away. Now Usama radiallahu an, he was ready to go, but when the Prophet wasallam fell ill, Usama did not want to leave. He did not want to leave until he knew what the condition or what the situation of Rasulullah was going to be. So he stayed and he waited. But when the Prophet passed away, then Abu Bakr an took the responsibility of sending out this army, the army that the Prophet had prepared. All right. So of course Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu he wants to follow in the footsteps of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and make sure that the command and the instructions of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam is fulfilled by sending out this army under the leadership of Usama. But after the death of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, a huge fitna, a huge fitna, a big trial and tribulation occurred in the Arabian Peninsula. And that was the fitna of Ridda, the fitna of the apostasy of most of the tribes of the Arabian Peninsula. The majority of the tribes all around the Arabian Peninsula, they left Islam after the death of the Prophet And most of these tribes, they had become Muslims for political reasons. They saw that the Muslims were getting powerful and they thought that by aligning themselves with the Muslims and becoming Muslims, that would be the best thing for them to do politically. So many of these tribes, for political reasons, they accepted Islam. But Iman had not become firm in their hearts. So after the death of the Prophet ﷺ, this huge fitna occurred. Most of the Arabian Peninsula, they turned back on Islam and they committed apostasy. Only three cities, only three cities remained firm upon Islam. Can you imagine this? After the death of the Prophet ﷺ, most of the Arabian Peninsula had accepted Islam. 
But after the death of the Prophet ﷺ, most of those tribes around the Arabian Peninsula who had accepted Islam, they turned back on Islam and they became apostates. And only three cities remained firm on Islam. Only three cities. Medina, of course, which was the focal center point of Islam. And Alhamdulillah, Mecca remained firm upon Islam as well. Mecca remained firm upon Islam as well. And At-Ta'if remained firm upon Islam as well. Medina, of course, that's understandable. That is the headquarters of Islam. But Alhamdulillah, even Mecca and Ta'if, they remained firm upon Islam, even though they were from the later people who accepted Islam. The Fath of Mecca occurred not too long before the passing away of the Prophet So Mecca was one of the later cities that accepted Islam. And Ta'if was also one of the later cities that accepted Islam. But even though they were late to accept Islam, Alhamdulillah, they remained firm when the fitna of the Ridda took place after the death of the Prophet Now Mecca, it remained firm with the words of Suhail ibn Amr radiallahu an. Suhail ibn Amr radiallahu an. He was one of the VIPs of the Quraysh. And he was actually the representative of the Quraysh uh, at the time of the Treaty of Hudaybiyah. And he accepted Islam, alhamdulillah, after the Fath of Mecca. So he accepted Islam late, after the conquest of Mecca. And before he accepted Islam, Suhail ibn Amr was an enemy of Islam. And on the Battle of Badr, Suhail ibn Amr was captured by the Muslims as a prisoner of war. He was captured as a prisoner. And Umar ibn al-Khattab asked the Prophet Ya Rasulullah, give me permission to execute Suhail ibn Amr. And the reason why Umar wanted to execute Suhail ibn Amr on the day of Badr was because Suhail ibn Amr, he was a khatib. He was a person with a very eloquent tongue. And the people used to listen when he would speak. So he would speak against Islam. And the Quraysh, they would listen to him. So Umar said, let's kill this man so he cannot speak against the Prophet and he cannot speak against Islam. We have him as a captive now. Let's kill him to get rid of his tongue. So he will not, he will not affect people with his tongue. And the Prophet told Umar, don't kill him. And then Umar said, okay, Ya Rasulullah, I won't kill him, but at least give me permission to break his teeth. Let me break his teeth so he won't be able to talk. He is a khatib, he is a person who incites people against Islam and the Muslims. If I break his teeth, he won't be able to do that at least. And the Prophet said, Da'hu ya Umar, leave him ya Umar. Fa'innahu asa an yaqifa mawqifan la tadhumma. The Prophet said, Ya Umar, leave him. Maybe one day, maybe one day will come where he will take a stand that is praiseworthy, that you will praise him in that and you will not criticize him. One day some good will come from him, insha'Allah. And alhamdulillah, that day did come. And that was when the ridda occurred, when the mass apostasy of the tribes of the Arabian Peninsula occurred after the death of the Prophet ﷺ. Mecca remained firm with the words of Suhail ibn Amr radiallahu anhu. Suhail ibn Amr on that day when people were afraid in Mecca, what's going to happen? 
Suhail ibn Amr said, Ya ma'ashara Quraysh, Ya ma'ashara Quraysh, la takunu akhiran nasi islaman wa awwalahum riddah. Man rabana darabna unuqah. He said, O Quraysh, do not be the last of the people who accepted Islam and the first ones who commit apostasy. And whoever apostates from Islam, we will, we will cut his neck, we will execute him. So Suhail ibn Amr said that, and Alhamdulillah, the people of Mecca, they remained firm. So Mecca remained firm upon Islam, Alhamdulillah. So these three cities, Medina, Mecca, and Taif remained firm upon Islam, but the other tribes of the Arabian Peninsula, they committed apostasy, they left Islam. And now Medina was under threat once again. Because remember, those were the same tribes who always had plans to attack Medina. But then they became Islam, for, they became Muslim for political reasons, even though Iman had not set firm in their hearts. Now they left Islam and the threat that they once posed to Medina is back again. Now Medina is under threat internally once again from the tribes of the Arabian Peninsula who have now rejected Islam. So this is a big problem, a huge problem for Abu Bakr, the new ruler, the Khalifa of the Prophet ﷺ. In his first days in his position, he has to deal with this huge problem. So the tribes of Ghatafan, Bani Sulaym, the, the people of Oman, Yemen, Najd, they, they became Murtaddin. They left Islam and Abu Bakr عنه, he had to deal with this. So now this is a threat to Medina that these tribes who had apostatized they may attack Medina. So their eyes are on Medina. But Abu Bakr عنه, he still wants to carry out the instructions of Rasulullah and send Usama ibn Zayd and this army of Medina to the Romans near Jordan. He wants to send them on this expedition that the Prophet ﷺ had prepared. And this is something that worried the people of Medina. Like we are under threat now from these tribes who have committed apostasy. Medina is under threat. If we send the army of Usama out, Usama and he takes, he takes the major fighters of the Sahaba with him, so basically Medina will be left without an army if Usama takes the army to the Roman lands. So now many of the Muslims are afraid that we're going to leave Medina unprotected. And there is a threat from these tribes who have become apostates. But Abu Bakr radiallahu he was firm. He was very firm. He said this was the instruction of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. One of the last instructions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam to send Usama with this army to the Byzantine Romans. So he was very firm upon that. And Usama himself, the commander of this army, appointed by the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam himself to command this army. Usama asked Umar ibn al-Khattab radiallahu He said, Ya Umar, Talk to Abu Bakr. Ya Umar, talk to Abu Bakr and, and see if you can convince him that maybe for now we should stay. The army should stay in Medina to protect Medina. To protect Medina from these apostate tribes. So Umar radiallahu an, he goes to Abu Bakr radiallahu an, and he says, Ya Khalifata Rasulillah. Ya Khalifata Rasulillah. You know what has happened. The Arabs 
they have become kuffar they have apostatized from Islam and you still want to send the army with Usama if you send the army with Usama to the Byzantines to the Romans then who is going to protect Medina who is going to defend Medina Ya Khalifata Rasulillah and Abu Bakr radiallahu an with firmness he says Wallahi I will never go back on the instructions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam he is the one who commanded for this army to go forth and I will not abandon his instructions no matter what I will not abandon the instructions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam then Umar radiallahu an he said to Abu Bakr he said Ya Khalifata Rasulillah some of the people if you're, if you're insistent on sending the army forward, some of the people are requesting to put someone else instead of Usama in charge. Usama, he's young. He's only 18 years old. He doesn't have so much experience in war. Perhaps you can put someone else who is older and more experienced in charge. Umar radiallahu is just conveying what the people have told him. They told him to go to Abu Bakr and relay these concerns so Umar is just talking on behalf of the people he's saying some of the people are saying can you put someone else in charge instead of Usama because Usama is very young maybe someone older someone more experienced maybe you can put him in charge then Abu Bakr was not happy with this he said Ya Umar ummuk. may your mother be bereft of you how can you tell me to put someone else in charge when it is Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam himself who put Usama in charge. Usama was appointed to that position as the commander of that army by the messenger of Allah and you want me to take him away and put someone else there? What are you talking about? So Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu was, was actually upset with Umar radiallahu anhu for even suggesting this. Even though Umar was just relaying what the people had asked him to tell Abu Bakr radiallahu So then Umar radiallahu he went back to the people and they asked him, Ya Umar, what did he say? What did Abu Bakr say? And then Umar said to them, what did Abu Bakr say? You got me in trouble with Abu Bakr. You told me to say this and that to him. I told him and he got angry with me. You got me in a bad situation with him. So he was upset with the people for sending him on that mission. Umar radiallahu also told Abu Bakr radiallahu Ya Khalifata Rasulillah, if we, if we send out the army of Usama, if the army leaves Medina, then we are afraid for the Ummahatul Mu'mineen, the wives of Rasulullah sallallahu they are here in Medina, and if we leave Medina without an army, you know, these tribes, they have their eyes on Medina, we fear for the safety of Ummahatul Mu'mineen, the wives of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa And then Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, he said to Umar, he said, Yabn al-Khattab, Yabn al-Khattab, a jabbarun fil jahiliya, khawarun fil Islam. He said, Oh, son of Khattab, you were very strong and powerful in jahiliya before Islam, but now in Islam, you have become weak and timid like this. Abu Bakr is talking to Umar with shidda. So look here, usually when you think, of Umar ibn al-Khattab, he is the one you think in these terms of shidda, being strong and powerful. But in this situation, it is Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu who is showing his strength and his shidda. 
So it just shows that Abu Bakr when the situation demanded it, he could be very firm and very strong, even more than Umar when the situation demanded it. And this was one of those situations that demanded it. So he said very, very harshly to Umar Ya bin al-Khattab, a jabbarun fil jahiliyya, khawarun fil Islam. That in jahiliyya, you were very mighty. But now in Islam, you are becoming timid like this. What is this? So it just shows the, the strength of Abu Bakr and the firmness of his position that I will do what Rasulullah instructed to do no matter what anyone says. And even if I am alone, I will do it. This was the firmness of this great leader, Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu So Abu Bakr, he sent the army forward. He sent the army of Usama forward according to the instructions of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And as the army was leaving Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, he accompanied them for a short time, for some time. He walked with the army. And Usama radiallahu anhu was on a horse. And Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, he was walking with them. Usama, a young 18-year-old boy, he's on the horse. And Abu Bakr, the Khalifa of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the leader of the Muslims, 60-year-old man, he is walking. So of course, Usama did not feel comfortable with this. So he said, Ya Khalifa ta Rasulillahi, Wallahi latarkabanna wa la anzilan. Wallahi latarkabanna wa la anzilan. He said, Ya Khalifa ta Rasulillah, Wallahi, I will get down from my horse and you will get on my horse. I will walk and you ride. Ya Khalifa ta Rasulillah. And Abu Bakr radiallahu anh, he replied, he said, Wallahi la nazalta wa la arkab. Wallahi la nazalta wa la arkab. Wallahi you will not get down. And Wallahi I will not get on the horse. Wa ma alayya illa an ugabbira qadamayya fi sabilillahi sa'ah. And what harm is it if my feet become dusty in the path of Allah just for a short time? Abu Bakr was just accompanying them for a short time. And he said, what's the problem? I can walk a little bit and my feet will become dusty in the path of Allah. This is something that is good for me. Don't worry about it. This shows the humbleness of Abu Bakr as-Siddiq radiallahu So as he was sending the army off, Abu Bakr radiallahu he asked Usama for permission to keep Umar ibn al-Khattab back in Medina to be an advisor to Abu Bakr. Umar radiallahu he was actually part of the army of Usama. He was to be one of the soldiers in the army of Usama. But Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu, he needed an advisor. He needed someone who could stay with him in Medina for advice, if he needed advice. So he took permission from Usama. He took permission from Usama because Usama is the commander of the army. He said, Ya Usama, if you give your permission, I would like to keep Umar with me in Medina to be someone who can advise me. And Usama radiallahu anhu, of course, he gave him that permission. So Umar radiallahu anhu stayed back in Medina. And as Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu sent the army off, the army of Usama off, he said, listen to me, I'm going to give you 10 pieces of advice. So listen carefully to these 10 pieces of advice that I will give you before you go on your way. So these are beautiful words of advice that Abu Bakr radiallahu anhu gave to the army of Usama as they left towards the Byzantine Roman lands. 
Abu Bakr عنه, said, do not steal the spoils of war. The spoils of war, they should be gathered and then the commander will distribute them. But don't steal the spoils of war. So this was one piece of advice. Do not betray. Do not use trickery. Do not deceive. Do not mutilate bodies. If you kill the kuffar, do not mutilate their bodies. Do not kill women. Do not kill children. Do not kill old people. Do not cut fruit trees. Do not kill cows or camels or sheep except if you need to for eating. Leave monks alone in their places of worship. You will see some monks in their churches, in their places of worship. Leave them alone. Don't hurt them. Leave them alone. Say Bismillah before you eat. If any food is presented to you, say, say Bismillah before you eat. And then he told them, as for your enemies, the people who are, you are going to fight, this is how you will recognize them. They are people who shave the center of their head. They shave the center of their head, but they let the hair grow from all of the sides. So they have hair on the sides, but they have shaved the center of their heads. These are the enemies. These are the fighters. So fight them and kill them with your swords. So these are some beautiful pieces of advice that Abu Bakr gave to the army of Usama as they set off to fight against the Byzantine Romans. And these can be actually used as rules of war in general. How to fight a war in a dignified way. Look at all these beautiful pieces of advice. No betrayal, no stealing, no mutilation of bodies. Even the body of your enemy, you do not mutilate the body. You don't kill women, you don't kill children, you don't kill old people. Look at this, this beautiful advice. Don't even cut fruit trees. Don't even kill animals unless you need to slaughter them for eating. Leave monks alone, they're not fighting you. People who are worshipping in their places of worship, leave them alone. Say Bismillah when food is presented to you. Look at all this advice. If, if the Muslims follow this advice, then there will be no bad reputations for the Muslims around the world if they follow this advice of, of Abu Bakr And this was so many centuries ago, but the benefit is still there. Alhamdulillah. So after listening to these words of advice from Abu Bakr as-Siddiq the army of Usama they moved forward towards the Byzantine Roman lands near Jordan, that area. Now, when the Romans got news that the Muslim army was heading towards them to fight them, they were surprised because they knew that the Prophet Muhammad had just passed away. They knew that the Prophet had just passed away. So they were surprised that this army, just a few days after the passing away of the Messenger of Allah the army of Muslims is, is still coming towards them to fight them. So the Romans, they, they thought that this is a sign that the Muslims have immense strength. Even after the death of their leader, so shortly after the death of their leader, they're still coming at us to fight us. They found this unusual and they found this as a sign that the Muslims must be very powerful and they must be very strong. So they got scared. The Byzantine Romans, they got scared. And this fear, it rubbed off on the apostates of the Arabs as well. 
these apostates, these murtaddin from the Arab tribes who had their eyes on Medina. They were thinking of possibly attacking Medina. Now they got scared as well. They're thinking, look, if the Romans are scared of the Muslims, then we should be even more scared of them. And they thought the murtaddin, the, these Arabs who had apostatized from Islam, when they realized that the army of Usama left Medina and they were going towards the Roman lands, these apostates, they thought to themselves, there is no way that the Muslim army would leave Medina and leave Medina unprotected. So that means, they thought to themselves, this must mean the fact that the army is leaving Medina, it must mean that Medina is very well protected. Because they wouldn't, they wouldn't send the army off when there is a threat. This is what their thinking was. They didn't understand the thinking of Abu Bakr So they thought the fact that the army has left Medina, this big army of Usama has left Medina, this is a sign that Medina must be very strong. If they can afford to send a huge army away from Medina, it must mean that Medina is fortified and protected and strong. So this deterred these apostates from trying to attack Medina. They got scared to attack Medina and it prevented them from attacking, attacking Medina. Alhamdulillah. So Medina was safe. Alhamdulillah. So the army of Usama, they went, for, they went forward, they confronted the Byzantine Romans and Alhamdulillah, they defeated them with a huge victory and they came back to Medina after 40 days. They went, they fought and they came back. All of this was done within 40 days. And the Muslims under Usama ibn Zayd, they came back with huge spoils of war. Walhamdulillah. So this was a great victory. The first great victory under the Khilafah of Abu Bakr radiallahu an. But still, it was a time of crisis. Even though this was a big victory, Abu Bakr radiallahu an was still having to navigate this huge crisis of the Ridda. This is a big crisis that most of the Arab tribes in the Arabian Peninsula, they had left Islam. Some of these apostates, they completely, they flatly rejected Islam. They had accepted it for political reasons during the time of the Prophet ﷺ and after the Prophet ﷺ passed away, they flat out rejected Islam. They went back to how they were. Some of them, they followed the false claimant to prophethood, Musaylima al-Kadhab. He started gaining a following after the death of the Prophet ﷺ. And some of them claimed they were still Muslims. Some of the apostates, they claimed that we're still Muslims. We still say, La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah, but we will not give zakat. They said zakat is only, was only for Muhammad. Now we will not give zakat anymore. So these were the categories of the murtaddin. These were the categories of apostates. Some of them rejected Islam outright and went back to their old ways of kufr. Some of them followed Musaylima al-Kadhab and some of them claimed that they were still Muslims but they said we're not going to give zakat anymore. So these are the people that Abu Bakr radiallahu an has to deal with in the first days of his khilafah. So it's a huge crisis that Abu Bakr radiallahu an has to deal with. How did Abu Bakr radiallahu an deal with this crisis? Inshallah we will speak about this in the next session bi-idhnillah. And that will be three weeks from today. For the next two weeks, there will be no class. We will continue and resume this class three weeks from today, bi-idhnillah. Wallahu alam, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, wa baraka ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.